IDP Pro's Managers Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN store has a new line of mesh shorts. You can get them at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code shorts and get 10% off. The IDP Pro Manager Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers and professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here are your veteran senior IDP pros, Craig, Brad, and Gary. Slacking, I mean sacking, today's hottest NFL IDP. Damn it, sorry about that. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, and we are back with the IDP Pro Manager Podcast. I am Craig Greeth, and with me, as always, the IDP tipster, Episode 12, actually, here of the IDP Pro Manager Podcast. And our topic this week is going to be the AFC East. We're going to go veterans with some stock up, stock down after the draft, start going through a little division by division. But before we do that, we got some news here for you. According to NBCSportsEdge.com, Eagles defensive tackle rookie Jalen Carter is facing a wrongful death suit, the death of former Georgia teammate Devin Willock. The Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, said the Ravens, quote, want to keep Patrick Queen on this team. And he said, we will at some point try to get him signed. The Athletics' Joe Scalia stated that Von Miller's knee will put him in jeopardy of missing the start of the season. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said that rookie edge rusher Felix Anaduke Uzoma underwent thumb surgery before the draft and could be back by OTAs. And finally, ESPN's Rich Samini stated that Quinnen Williams and the Jets, quote, are not close on an agreement to an extension for their stud defensive tackle there on the front of their defensive line. So that's just some news and notes here for you before we get started off. And it's fitting that the last one specifically had to do with the NFC East, because that's sort of what we're going to be looking at here. We're going to be looking at your different size leagues, standard size leagues, deeper leagues, sort of borderline both players to be aware of that. At the moment, still relatively early in this offseason, but we're only a couple months away from July. See where things lay for some of these IDP players for you. First one we have on here for our stock going up in your standard size type of league is Matt Milano, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. So they did add a linebacker in the third round this year, Dorian Williams, who they actually added a third rounder. The Bills, that is, last year in the draft, too, we'll probably talk about later on. But Matt Milano is the veteran holdover there currently in that linebacking group. Gary, how do you kind of feel about what he's going to give you this season? I think it was instantaneous as uh, Edmonds left Buffalo. You know, it's not surprised that uh, Milano was basically stock up then. So, I mean, he had been a solid guy. He had even showed some weeks of really high ceiling numbers over his career in between some injuries, but he's put it together the last couple of seasons, and he's been a solid low end. It, it depends on your scoring format, size of your league, but he could be a low low end LB1 solid guy or, you know, high end LB2. It just really depends where you're at in your league and scoring. He is still stock up, so – if nothing else, he's even more stock up after the draft. I, I, we, I don't think we really expected his stock to change. 
but after they drafted who was it in the third round Dorian uh, Williams. Yes, Dorian Williams. After that, he, he's not replacing. He's no threat. There's no threat to Milano being the veteran, the captain, the guy that's not going to leave this field whatsoever unless, you know, heaven forbid, something goes wrong. And then for stock down in these standard size type of leagues for the Bills, is there anyone in particular that you're seeing that you kind of feel uneasy about? I mean, the Von Miller news, you know, you mentioned if that plays into – the regular season and has an effect on his availability, certainly kind of like what happened with Chase Young last year, where once we started getting news about him not being ready necessarily, his draft position for leagues was going down as opposed to him being drafted near the top. People thinking that he'd be coming back. So, you know, Von Miller, I could see as one, but is there anyone else that you're just feeling uneasy about or is it sort of that whole defensive front line there? Definitely the uh, defensive line is an entirety. It was already a rotation. The only thing they really did was just, uh, I think they grabbed another rookie later on. And even if Von Miller is in or out, it doesn't really matter. I don't expect there to be one guy standing out getting 90%, 80%, 75%. We didn't see anything close to that. They even went through a spell in Buffalo last year where they had a few guys that were banged up. They still managed to keep the depth. They've managed to do that on a defensive line. And for that reason, not only remains down as far as I'm concerned, it might have just went down a little bit more because realistically, we've had great expectations out of a couple of these guys like Ruscio and such, and they've had their playing time. But other than Von Miller, is there anybody that's a proven pass rusher on this defense to the point that we have tier one opportunity? I don't feel that way about it. I wanted to pivot and ask you how you felt about Taylor Rapp after the draft. They didn't add anybody significantly as it sat. I think that at the same time, Hyde is still lingering and they might have an out in his contract this year. If we're talking about this year, certainly Hyde and Poyer are still going to be the guys you know, by signing him, um, sort of insurance mm-hmm. even for – Damar Hamlin, where, you know, they say that he's been cleared, but it's easy to say that thing in the offseason after what happened, it's very different to get back on the playing field and have your playing be the same before you got hurt like that. So um, long-term, it could be interesting, but I also don't think Taylor Rapp is a long-term piece for any team as far as a starter. I mean, certainly if he ends up being the starter and filling in because Micah Hyde gets hurt again or something, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that in having value, but I think it's going to take an injury or something really weird happening because this is a veteran team that wants to get to the Super Bowl, right. and they're going to have Hyde and Poyer out there as long as they're healthy is my guess. But if he ends up being a third safety and the Bills turn to playing a lot of three safeties, yeah, then potentially he could have some availability there for your IDP leagues. But Hyde is a free agent after this year, and Poyer just signed, I think it was like a two-year deal or something. So both of these guys are older for dynasty leagues. I don't think they have their long-term safeties in place. And we will be back to talk about the rest of the AFC East. But we want to talk to you right now about Shady Rays. So Shady Rays and SGPN are teaming up for Shady May. And not only do you get an amazing 50% off your Shady Rays, but you'll also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays always has you covered from the sun to the slopes. With premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. But that's not all. 
Shady Rays also offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told SGPN they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase a pair. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's never any risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well, with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and even the United Kingdom. Just go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com forward slash Shady and enter for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Now that you got your cool shades, it's time to keep even cooler with a great pair of mesh shorts for the summer. SGPN has just dropped a new line of mesh shorts, and they're perfect for any summer activity. And if you want to look as good as Gary thinks he does on the badminton court, get to the store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code SHORTS, that's S-H-O-R-T-S, for 10% off. And May stays hot with the SGPN fantasy football team giving away a free Lamar Jackson jersey in the month of May. Just leave us a five-star review on any of our Spotify or Apple podcasts to enter. Then head over to Twitter and direct message at SGPN Fantasy to review your confirmation entry. Then hit subscribe so you don't miss it when the winner is randomly selected on May 31st. I want to get your thoughts about Bernard, the third rounder from last year. In a deeper format, I was thinking that he might be stock up prior to this. I don't think I really have a reason to knock him off in a standard league dynasty-wise. No more or less than I would Terrell Dodson. I'd put Terrell Bernard and uh, Dorian Williams on the same level just because they were both third-round draft picks in back-to-back years. And I liked what Bernard did better than Dodson. I think you mentioned it last week or I heard it somewhere. For a sleeper guy to keep an eye on, as far as a veteran there, A.J. Klein, you know, he's sort of the only veteran in that linebacker group besides Milano. Bernard's in his second year, right. Williams' his first year, Dodson's been around for a few years, but he, I don't think he was even drafted. So uh, maybe A.J. Klein ends up being the guy because he's been there a while and he's that reliable veteran. Done it a few times for them in the past as a fill-in and even as a dependable starter when they really needed him. And the more interesting part is Vaughn Miller, the questionable for the first of the season or whatever I believe we've covered. But either way, you don't sleep on Klein in that situation, right, if we have a bunch of negative news or something. Instant reaction, you're on the clock. Milano's gone. You're looking at Bernard and Dotson. Who, deep dynasty, who are you jumping on out? Your, your first time that option comes up. Out of Bernard or Dotson, it'd be Bernard. I'm probably not taking any of them, including the rookie mm-hmm. Dorian Williams, mm-hmm. because they're probably going to go with someone believing that they're going to be the guy sooner than I would right. be comfortable taking them in a draft, just because of that ambiguity with it sounds like, you know, maybe four different players there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hang your hat on one of them and think he's just going to have the job right away when we're talking now. So if we're drafting now, it's probably going to be going before I'm drafting them. Does that change if we throw in AJ Klein? It doesn't for me. I, I have to agree Next with you. The same if sort I of have to, because we don't know anymore. Right. Yep, it's a wait and see. Moving on to the Dolphins, we'll go through the the whole list of Dolphins here. The first one, Deshaun Elliott, um, which kind of surprised me just because of the nature of again we talked about the crowded room for linebackers with the Bills with some ambiguity. It kind of feels that way with this whole defensive backfield. 
whether you're talking about cornerback or you're talking about safety and who's playing nickel, there's all sorts of guys here. So, you know, you listed Deshaun Elliott as a guy you had some interest in here. How do you see him fitting in safety group of Brandon Jones and Javon Holland, seemingly the three main guys there? Well, when you look at this entire defense, I was trying to, I don't know, weigh in. Think has the best stock up ceiling for their position. All right. And it's basically Elliot just within this, this system. I, I, I don't see anybody else. I don't think that the, uh, you know, Chubb's going to have a better year. Uh, if you do see Jalen Phillips have a better year, he'll probably just have more consistency. I mean, it's kind of like a default dart throw. So don't go chasing rainbows with defensive backs. All right. Or dropping your cell phone in the middle of a recording. Uh, you know, so it was kind of a default thing. I'm not excited about any huge stock ups. I know uh, David Long might be a guy that we bring up here in a minute. And I got to be honest, it's it's stocked down for Bradley Chubb, considering what his stock was just two years ago, what it turned into last year at the beginning of the season. But I think we kind of uh, last year on the players pod hit, hit the uh, nail on the head when we said or anticipated it helping Jordan Phillips more than it hurt or it helped Chubb. And if we look at his average, it actually went down after, I believe, leaving Denver. It certainly didn't go up. His average has to be down a little bit. We've made, I think they've made it clear Phillips is going to be the next guy. But I don't think we can give him any more stock up than what we've already given him credit for until he starts connecting and consistently giving it to us. Yeah, I mean, I do like the fact that, you know, Bradley Chubb has played in this defense before because they have Vic Fangio there who he had played for in Denver, and he he knows the system. And he had had some comments in the offseason, you know, he was really hit hard by the trade to Miami. And sometimes this stuff does affect players, you know, more than we mm-hmm. put into there that, you know, these are humans that are going through something, having to move and all that sort of stuff. But he seems to have bought into being in Miami and the defense around him. And it was a nice defense last year, and they've added – you know, as far as the defensive backfield, some nice parts. So I'm not ready to give up on him yet. And Bradley Chubb is probably cheap enough now for me that I'd have some interest later in drafts to be taking a shot at him. You know, the past couple of years, just where he was going, it was still high based on that rookie year. I think it was even 2018 when he was drafted. He high draft back and had a great year. And then it's just been injuries really that have derailed him every other year. Um, mm-hmm. 2019, he played four games. 2021, he played seven games. Right. 2020 was a decent year, you know, bouncing back from being hurt, and then he just got hurt again. So if he's healthy and he, he's bought in here, I think we could have a, a nicer system, excuse me, a nicer season somewhere between, you know, that 2020, 2022, where he had, you know, about 40 tackles combined, eight to seven and a half sacks, you know, between there and his rookie year, I think you could probably find a nice nice medium if he's healthy because he does like he did his rookie year have another good pass rusher next to him with Jalen Phillips I don't think it's probably as high as it used to be and I think that's why maybe he's a little bit of a buy for me just because I think it's a super discounted price fact the National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important. 
and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. Confidence is key when it comes to dating, and if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. But with Talkify, you feel confident that you're meeting someone special who is specially picked just for you. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists hand-select successful and compelling candidates, so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are always too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match, and 80% of clients meet their perfect person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a new client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That was T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Deshaun Elliott, just like the the lesser value currently of the three that you think could turn into a, a higher value? over the course of the season? Well, I think there might've been a role that they were trying to do with Brandon Jones and Javon Holland previously. Now we, we know they've added David long. I just think that yes, out, out of the whole situation within the secondary, if Deshaun Elliott can stay healthy, they've probably brought him in. Basically, I think start this season in place of Brandon Jones. I don't think I love Brandon Jones. Anybody that knows me, from the past knows that Brandon Jones has been a dynasty kind of dart through that's had a lot of standard appeal if it would just happen. And both him and Holland have both flashed that. I'm thinking that maybe Elliot is brought in instead of Eric Rowe or anything. They're going to use this guy and give him the opportunity to, to be that guy more consistent, maybe stay stock up where Holland just wasn't quite there last year. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but IDP wise, he's just not gonna he's just not gonna have that consistency after what we saw last year, according to that. With David Long, I mean I'm on I'm on the fence. Stock up, stock down, comparably coming out of Tennessee. Where are you at on him? I think they've been looking for a steady multi-purpose linebacker next to Baker. For a while, and they didn't really have it. You know, Roberts is what he is when he was there, and I think Long showed that he can do you know everything that you'd want as another linebacker. You could keep on the field for that high percentage of snaps if you wanted to. I'm not saying they will. You know, we know how the rotations are going at linebackers these days, but he can cover. He can play against the run. He can do what you want out there. Right. So we'll have to see if it's a change in philosophy or it was just a, a cheap signing to fill the spot that was vacated. But I liked what he showed in Denver, excuse me, mm-hmm. Tennessee. That's where he came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it could be a really nice fit, but we're going to have to see how it plays out going into the 
camps and stuff coming up here. Right. Yeah, I'll have to mention too at the same time, Brandon Jones, whatever stock he did have is definitely stocked down deep in the deep category in this group. So uh, uh, one more question, Craig. Do I have the Batman look going on? Is it like the Batcave behind me yet? A little bit, yeah. Looking? I mean, it's, it's okay. dark with the, I, the lighting going I, on. Yeah, a little bit. I, I kind of want to, you know, it's the tipster, so I feel like it, it should be an alley theme, really. But my wife won't have that. And I wanted to bring in a, like a little miniature dumpster. You know, not the, the regular plastic dumpster, like, but I wanted a little miniature metal dumpster. It looked like something behind a restaurant. You could have a you could have a trench coat on, and you could just pull out names. You know, like you open up your trench coat and just have names in there or something for. Yeah, I like to get a tipster. You know, like a hat that I, the tipster logo has, but I've tried a few on, and I look stupid as <laughs> you know, just too stupid, too stupid. Can't can't pull it off, man. It, it is worth noting as we finish up here on the Dolphins. That is, Brandon Jones is a free agent after this year. And I believe there was also just a one-year deal. Yeah, Deshaun Elliott also just has a one-year deal. So if you're looking for a safety for the Dolphins in Dynasty, it's probably going to be Javon Holland just due to the ambiguity going on with the other two. And part of me feels like the year that Deshaun Elliott had last year with Detroit had to do with just, by and large, not great linebacker play ahead of him once he got into that starting lineup. You know, that the defensive well, the, the scheme did well for the Lions. The scheme itself, it does kind of cater towards the safety so far since, you know, Campbell introduced it. See how Elliott does. He's flashed. He did okay last year, but, you know, the the big curious thing is why wouldn't have the Lions resigned? Did they like C.J. Garner better, or did he just not worry about Elliott? It's just a big right. question mark. You, yeah. you have a great point there. That's why we're talking deep, definitely. But that's also why it was tough for me to think of. I don't see Jeremy Baker getting any stock up personally. If anything, it's probably going to be hurt. But I don't see David Long surpassing necessarily. So who do you got? It's kind of like we're going to have another one talking about the Patriots. It's, it's just kind of a blow. Yeah. We have them. Well, they're the next team up here. And, you know, we're talking about players that we kind of feel going up stock wise. The defense is, by and large, the same as it was last year. Now you're going to have Christian Gonzalez in there at cornerback because they had, I always forget which McCourty they had there yet, whether it was Jason or Devin, but one of them is still there and has retired. But if you look at that starting unit or what's projected to be the starting unit this far into the season, Christian Gonzalez at cornerback is the only one that's really plugged in there that's going to be very different. You know, the, the rest of the cornerbacks are the same. Linebackers and a whole bunch of difference unless that rookie – Marte Mapu ends up getting into a starting linebacker role, but we know they like linebacker rotations. We know they like defensive line rotations. Judon, you know, is sort of the most consistent over the longest period of time of those guys. Although Dietrich mm-hmm. Wise had a nice year last year. It, it, it's hard to say that anyone is in a better situation now than they were last year on that defense. Oh, man, that was another one. Like I said, we, we just went through this looking at Miami. Which I completely slipped up. And I, what about Seller down there in Miami? He's a hot guy right now out on IDP Twitter. You know, people are looking at him. Seller is a guy that I feel might be a dynasty kind of stock up, a deeper stock up, maybe. 
But I think there's a lot of love up out there that might be forcing them a little bit higher into some tier one territory and, and not to throw the big screw into that. But I, I kind of disagree that he has any real high standard uh, appeal. Then to move on to, to the Patriots, though, Dietrich Wise, I think he might, dynasty wise, he might be kind of stock up. Adrian Phillips definitely proved that he was stocked down last year. They even was using uh, Jabril Peppers over him. Um, I got to go with uh, stock down even in tier one territory or standard leagues with Kyle Duggar, considering how D- DBs are dime a dozen anyways anymore in that top tier. It's kind of become one of those, if you don't have Derwin James or something, then you don't have anything. The thing about Dietrich Wise is that, you know, you're talking about uh, what was a six-year sort of breakout, if you want to call it. You know, he had 10 more tackles than he had previously in a year, two and a half more sacks. So it wasn't that big of a difference. I think we're just, in some of these years, we get so starved for defensive line production that if a guy can be, you know, up his game a little bit and be consistent throughout the year, we like it. I don't know that, like, there's another step for him to take or that he's going to take another step. I don't know his contract situation off the top of my head, but, you know, they just drafted, uh, what, two years ago, Christian Barmore. So he's going to be there for a while, and he doesn't do a whole lot. But they got uh, Devin Gottschaw off of Miami as a free agent. You know, he's sort of their nose tackle. And then they drafted Keon White in the third round, a guy that was talked about, you know, maybe having late first-round potential. I don't know that Dietrich Weiss is necessarily going to be long for New England if they're, you know, taking a guy in the third round hoping to replace a fourth-round pick. So, yeah, they waited a long time before they started even utilizing the guy. It, it's just how it's truly hard to have any faith in any rookie that might have been drafted in it with the Patriots. And, and that's why in this situation there really wasn't any stock change post-draft for the simple fact that uh, there's – it's just not the Belichick way of doing business. It really, yeah. if the only one, it's Kyle Duggar in the last, I don't know how many years. I don't even, what was uh, David Mayo maybe back in the, uh, there was a Mayo, wasn't there, back in the early? Gerard Mayo, he's a defensive yeah. coordinator now, I think. But Gerard Mayo's listed as one of their defensive coordinators, so. Okay, yeah, uh, let's see. So as long as um, I'm looking at anybody on here, I have a little interest in Josh Huch. He's kind of on that, you know, borderline, but I, I'm thinking way more between him and Dietrich this year and possibility of anybody, any other changes that Belichick's like to pull on us. You know, Josh Huch did come on towards the end of the last season, but if he's got any stock up for me, it's got to only be in the deeper format. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a guy with the potential to break out, I mean, it's hard to say because he broke out towards the end of last year with the production that he had, but it right. consistently do that over a season as opposed to just you know a handful of games, second half of the year. Or so, um, Josh Uche is a guy that I could see. If you're talking about just guys that have value, you can trust. I agree, it's hard to pick unless you're, you know, in return. Be clear, something like that. Some of the cornerbacks, right. but Duggar, you know, wherever you want to slot him, he's going to have value. And then Matt Judon is the other guy. Um, right. You know, he'll get you sacks and he'll get you tackles and he'll be productive right. for you. Yeah. But he's not like a world beater either. So right. You could almost have purposes. a look. You could almost have a little bit of stock down for Juden just because of age and he's not actually I mean, can he actually 
ever hit a bigger ceiling than he ever has at his age. But with with huge, it just just keep it in mind. It's only really edge rusher, and it's really only defensive line. You know, we've got some new designations. MFLs changed a few things, so definitely not an inside linebacker type tackle monster. Uh, if you're looking at any perspective with him, it's definitely as more of an edge rush position. And just for clarification, Dietrich Wise's uh, contract is up after 2024, so he's got two cheap years left here. I mean, he's got $4 million and like $2 million in dead cap if they for some reason wanted to move on from him. But also, he's older than you think, too, likely. He's going to mm-hmm. be 30 at the end of that contract. He's a name that's newer to IDP players, but he's been in the league, like I said, for this will be his seventh year, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, something to keep an eye on with that. And to correct myself again, Keon White was a second-round pick. This past year, not a third round pick. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I, I mean, ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty o mantra every week gary and john bring you the idp content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty o so save your technology by tuning into the idp pro players podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts johnny the greek and gary the idp tipster follow them on twitter at Capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. And thanks for watching us live. If you're over on YouTube watching us, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you turn notifications on so you know when we are live every Friday and also whenever all those other SGPN videos drop. That way you'll get a notification on your phone and be able to watch it live or whenever the pre recorded show drops. That leaves us with one team left. Of course, it's the New York J-E-T-S, the Jets, 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 and their quarterback getting them those primetime slots. I think I read that the Jets get a primetime game for the first time in 12 years or something like that against the Bills because Aaron Rodgers is there. But we're talking about the defense, and really there's not a ton of difference on this defense either when you look at it You know, across the board for people that had been there. Um Chuck Clark is one of them that stands out as different, and that might be it, you know, as opposed to that defense. So, Gary, I know you weren't a huge fan of him last year, but there is really competition for him. Seems like he's going to be starting again. Quincy Williams there. When it comes to this entire division, I guarantee and I promise everybody at some point it will get better. This has been kind of a lackluster jump to the series. We're going to kind of cover it over the next few weeks and do a bunch of divisions in between some other content shows. Uh, it's got to get better. There, there wasn't a huge amount of draft stock or situations that happened during the NFL rookie draft that had a huge effect, nor, nor as free agency so far, had a huge effect other than what we're talking about right now uh there could be some adjustments some injuries and such but the division it'll get it'll get better uh we'll talk a new division next week hopefully it's got a little bit more sparkle to it 
the only guy that I can even say something about being stock up off of this unit is Quincy Williams, which is the uh, little brother to what Quint Quentin Williams, the one that's holding out, right? Yep, I got right right up to brother. But Quincy just got paid $3 million contract. Nice little pay, actually, considering that the uh, the the market this year for free agents. So uh, I do expect big brother or little brother, whichever brother, the other brother to figure this out. But uh, either way, this one here, the signing itself, what it did for Quincy Williams because of how he's had IDP stock over the last few years, but it was kind of a mixed review the last two. He's been a little bit hurt. They brought in a known Alexander, Alexander, I believe it was last year. So, uh, but at this point with this contract, dynasty wise, at least this give he was working on, for your information, I believe he was working off one year deals previously. I think this is the biggest and best contract that he's had since yeah. joining the Jets. Do not quote me. Either way, this locks him in as a real dynasty option. Or He's not going to go anywhere. He fits their system. Uh, th they knew they were going to have these contract talks with their, his brother previous to this. So unless they pull some kind of fast one or something, I, I think this will be fine. So if he's any stock up in a standard league, think dynasty, maybe redraft this year mostly still there and he's still good for a year, I guess, you know, he's not losing his step, but he's not playing the best ball of his life either. Chuck Clark. I like Chuck Clark as a DB play, you know, a little bit on, on the stock up, but dynasty deep dynasty there. You can probably, if, if he hits, you've probably could have picked it up off the waiver wire. Uh, and then a stock down is definitely Carl Lawson. Whatever joy or anticipation or wishful thinking anybody's had over the last two to three years. Last year, the guy was actually pretty healthy for the season. I think he actually got like most playing time that he had had for a while. And he, he just played in 17 games. Yeah. He, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I think they should just be, you know, and I think that that's why they drafted a high again on edge rusher. But the only problem is there's a pecking order and there's a big rotation, just like kind of like Buffalo. And it's that kind of situation where you got to watch and somebody's got to prove themselves. Jermaine Johnson, last year's second year guy, he needs more playing time. We need somebody to get some sacks. That's what we need some backfield actual stats because pressures there's very few defensive leagues out there that actually give points for any pressure so it does does very little or any good to us sauce gardner uh where are you on that because that is and i i, I don't know if that might have surprised you or if you understand you probably understand my reasoning about it why he would be stocked down in this situation no. Well, without, I mean, reading your mind, generally speaking, uh, those tackle numbers aren't going to be reproduced year to year because they'll be thrown at as much as it was as a rookie last year. And the team certainly, hopefully, have gotten wise to that you can't pick on him and that throwing to him, mm -hmm. even if he doesn't have high interception numbers, those years will come. I think he's around the ball all the time. I think he had like a league high 20 pass deflections yeah. or something like that. So he mm -hmm. gets the tackles, he gets plays on the ball, whether it's interception or pass deflection, he's just going to be one of those shutdown corners. 
And historically, those aren't great for IDP unless, you know, they have some weird scoring like Gary mentioned. So he's kind of like Trayvon Diggs the other year when he led the league or was way up there with those interceptions. And I was telling everybody and no one cared. I mean, a lot of IDP guys were saying it, but, you know, the young people getting into IDP or the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. fans don't like to hear, oh, what do you mean he's not going to be great for fantasy? Well, interceptions are not sticky stats. They're not going to happen the same year to year to year. And we saw that with Trayvon Diggs. So, um, again, shut down corners, not great for fantasy often. It's very highly unlikely he's going to have 20 passes defended again, uh, two stuffs. I mean, that's behind the line kind of stuff. He's a first-rounder, and I think he was kind of used in an outlier situation last year and i don't even think his role i think he's why would you put your number one coverage corner that apparently is pretty damn good if you can get 20 passes defended if he is shut down he shouldn't be doing anything but really out there covering you you just kind of flip the switch so it's going to be interesting i i don't buy his ceiling getting any bigger though you you hit it on the head man those tackles all that no, I, I don't. I don't think so. That's. I have to go stock down in standard size leagues. Yeah, at cornerback DB. And uh, going back to Carl Lawson for a minute, he's got a mm-hmm. really cheap out after this year. You know, there's only like three hundred thousand or something in dead cap. Where if they don't get that pass rushing ability, having drafted Jermaine Johnson the second in twenty twenty one. I think 2022, my years escape me. And then Will McDonald, the fourth this past year. That's yeah, It was two years in a row. They took a edge rusher in the first round. Mm-hmm. They do want to see, I think, what they can get out of him because, you know, he has a, a cheap deal sort of this next year to get out of if they can. But last year was also his first year back after being hurt. So mm-hmm. I, I think there is some room for him to go up from where he was, but I don't think you should be counting on that. It's more of a, hey, you know, if he's starting, take a flyer on him late and you redraft and hope that he pans out and does a little bit more rather than taking him maybe where he was going to be going after he signed that deal with the Jets and then just being disappointed because he got hurt. All right. I'm glad we landed on the Jets because I kind of feel like out of this division, if I'm interested in any IDPs of the division, if I was ranking all of them in here, Ah, let's see. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and go with Mosley, Milano, Quentin Williams, especially Quentin Williams if he re-signs. Go ahead and grab him even if he's not signed. If you can get him, get this guy. He's worth that long shot. He's a he's a DL defensive tackle, so he might not, you know, be ever your top three type sack guy in your league, depending on your scoring. And you know, I mean, he can, he can consume the tackles on that interior. He's a beast, but go ahead and get Quentin Williams there. Uh, let's see who else am I forgetting? Uh, his brother, Quincy Williams and deep. I like yeah. him, but I mean, realistically, what I guess is a unit. It's definitely the jets that I might be more interested because in, Quincy Williams has showed in the past, if he can stay healthy and hundred percent on the field next to Mosley, there has been times that he has actually outproduced mostly and been a top guy. So I think Mosley, Quinn, and Williams, they're all right here on the Jets, the top three that I would want. Williams, Mosley, I'd throw and, Christian uh, Wilkins in there. Oh, yeah, Miami, I forgot. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. He's very underlooked, isn't he? 
Yeah, well, I mean, he was just a high draft pick that uh, it took a few years mm-hmm. to get going in the first round there for the Miami Dolphins in this past year. I'm pulling it up, but he just had crazy stats last year. And his PFF trade. Breakout. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, even, I guess, two years ago, it was it was pretty good in 2021. He had 89 tackles. Yeah, he totally slipped my mind. Combined tackles and a couple fewer games. But he repeated it last year, Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. increased by about 10 his combined tackles and solo tackles. He's gotten double-digit tackles for a loss. Getting you pass deflections mm-hmm. like five, four, and six the past three years, getting a couple big plays like you know four and a half, three and a half sacks. So he can get you a little bit of everything. But those tackle numbers are just awesome when you can get that from a defensive lineman. Basically, he's a stock hold. He's just a medium stock hold because of the fact is even if he to me, I can't see him increasing, but I can't discount him at least getting what he got this year. Stats on, you know, in stats somehow in, in fantasy stats on paper. But as a stock up guy, he, I think he was kind of already stock up last year. I, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the circles you might have been in. Yeah. Uh, if if he wasn't in your circle before, this dude as a DL play, a sneaky DL play, especially if you need a little bit of uh, standard tier one depth. Oh, yeah, put him high on there because he can come through, especially when the matchups are right, and he's consistent even the matchups that are tough. He's the only other like big name. I mean, I'm still a Jordan Poyer fan, but he's been as he gotten older, gotten nicked up, and you know, just right. It's not yeah. a must have anymore out of here. I mean, there's good quality in the division to dot around, but it's when you look at most rankings, you're just going to have a few of these guys dotted up there in fantasy pros, wherever you look, you're going to have a few of them dotted up there, mainly Wilkinson and defensive tackle, maybe DL and, uh, and Williams, you know, at the same position, Mosley up there, you're going to have them up there, but there's a couple of these other divisions that have three or four times as many. Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back Friday again, and uh, it's going to be looking at the NFC East. We're going to switch over to the other side, but stay in the East to go through that, and we'll be bringing any news that pops up that important during the week. Gary, any final words for everybody? Really excited because me and John are getting ready to record tonight on the IDP Pro Players Pod. We've got a great guest on tonight. And I can't wait to get both these shows out on podcasts this weekend. Yeah, I think it's Jake Colhagen. It's J-A-K-E-K-O-H-L-H-A-G-E-N. But you can find them over on Twitter at that. IDP Jake. Jake is the name. Have a great weekend until then. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back next week. But between now and then, we hope you have a great rest of your Friday. 